you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. I'm joined by my colleagues, professional better Raheem Palmer, counting down the days in his last week here at Action Network. Screw you for leaving us, Raheem. And Brandon Anderson. Uh, how you doing, Brandon? I'm good. I ain't going anywhere. I'm uh, settling in for some more 20 point blowout basketball games on the nightly. Ugh. Uh, yeah, the conference finals have sucked. There's been an idea that the playoffs have been bad, and I don't agree with that. I think the playoffs have been pretty great. That Celtics Bucks series is pretty great. Um, the conference finals have been horrible. And we're here to talk about one of those series because whether it's <laughs> horrible or not, it's still fun to bet on it. That's what's great about betting. You don't need the games to be good. We just need them to be profitable. Uh, and that's why we're going to talk about Celtics heat game five. The Boston Celtics are a point and a half favorites in Miami for some unknown goddamn reason. Um, totals two Oh three and a half super low total after the series had some high outscoring games, obviously last night. Um, I already, I know I have a cheat code because I have Ross picks for heat check. So I know where he's at on this game. Uh, I'll ask you this question, Ra, before we do best bets. Should the Celtics be a point and a half favorite in Miami? From a numbers perspective, no. No. But I thought that I thought the Heat were being disrespected in game two when they were laying just a point and a half. So from a numbers perspective, this is definitely off. Like you can like it, that's fine. I'm just saying there's zero reason why the Boston Celtics should be favored in Miami. Miami's lost one game at home. Yes, to the Celtics team. Are they going to lose two games at home? Like, even, even if they do, they can, but they shouldn't be dogs at home, even without Tyler Hero. Like, no. I mean, Tyler Hero's supposed to play. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, this line to me is incomprehensible and just shows you where the market is at on these mighty Boston Celtics. <laughs> uh, let's do best bets real quick. Ra, give me your best bet for game five. I'm going to go with. Do it. Actually, I know what you're doing. I already have it on, on the heat check sheet, man. I'm, I'm going to go with Boston Celtics. Yeah. Yep. Money line or cover? The cover. I mean, it's one and a half. I'm, I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics. Okay. Brandon? I'm going to take the Celtics team total over. So over 102.5. Okay. I like that play. I don't mind that mm. play at all. Uh, I'm taking the Miami Heat. I'm getting the number one seed at home as a dog. 
<laughs> fine, I'll take it. Look, I don't have we don't have a lot of confidence in the series. We haven't had a lot of confidence in the series. Um, I think I had confidence it was gonna go long after game before the series and after game one. Game two, I think Brandon and Raheem were like, that's what we knew. There we go. And then game three happened. And then both those guys were like, well, shit, I don't know. I'm not surprised at game four. I'm not. Yeah. Like, is anybody, we, I tried to argue this on Locked on NBA. I was like, look, you have to program in one of these games where Miami just shits the bed offensively. Like, you just got to program it in. We knew it was coming. Game four is the most likely, honestly, I'm not even kidding. I think it's a little good. Like Miami had their worst offensive performance without Tyler hero on the road up to one. Like the Celtics were never losing that game. The Boston Celtics are too good to go down three, one. They were never losing that game. Yeah. And so if you're going to get the outlier, completely shit the bed offensive game, what better time than to get it in game four. But wasn't, wasn't game three, the outlier completely shit the, the game bet for the Boston Celtics and they still had a chance to win. I don't know why you would say that because like 22 to two to me starting off in like a 22 to four hole when no one scores a field goal for the first nine minutes from the starters. Rod, that's a bigger outlier than turnovers or whatever other nonsense you want to mention. I mean, they were like, how many times is the Celtics going to be down 25 at home? I mean, that that depends. The, are they are they gonna just throw the ball to the opponent all the time because they're sloppy and down it, the it, like there's levels to outliers, but it feels like this whole series has just been no, no, outlier. No. I was already man. Adam Coffin was on this shit this morning on Twitter, and it made me mad then. So this is what the tone has been. Well, when the Celtics lose, it was just an outlier. No, I'm not. I'm just not, an it, outlier. I, I think I, oh, I don't oh, think the, I, I don't think I, no. I said the whole series was an outlier. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Game two, the Celtics were nine for 11 in the first quarter. So it's like I'm having trouble of what to take as, as real because every single performance is an outlier blowout performance. Every yeah. single one. So, like, my conclusion, honestly, my conclusion is the same as it was. These two teams are close. These two teams are really close. And I don't mind. I, I still agree the Celtics are better and are going to win the series. Like, I didn't take the heat straight up to win. I dabbled on it after game two because I like the value. But the idea that the Boston Celtics should be favored on the road and the idea that this has, I'll just say, this has been the media narrative, which both of you are are now part of, uh, is that when the Celtics lose, it's an outlier, weird performance. And when the Heat lose, it's, well, that's that Boston. I, see, I didn't say that. I, I think this whole series is outlier. I think we're getting outlier performances in every single game. Do you agree it's a coin flip series? I don't think it's a coin flip series. I, I think the Celtics are still better. I think this is a, it's, a coin flip series is saying this is 50-50. I don't think it's 50-50. I think it's 60-40. Maybe I just 65. want to be clear on this. You think the number's wrong. You value home court in the playoffs. You tend to go against narratives. And you like the Boston Celtics. All right. For my full season numbers, it has this number at a it had this number at Celtics minus a half a point. My post All-Star break numbers has this number at Celtics minus three and a half. My playoff numbers has this number at Celtics minus three point two. Okay. Then you shouldn't think it's a wrong number. 
You know, know. you know, it. you know, I can see it in your eyes. You know that what this is telling you is that these numbers are not reflective of the quality of the teams. They are better on paper than they are in reality. Yeah. You know this. Go, Randy. So let, let me let me pause it. I want to know if you know anything on this, Matt. So I noticed looking at props for this game. I know that feels like a swerve, but let, let, let me get there. All the Celtics props are up, you know, not no Robert Williams, whatever, but like the main guys, they're up. For the Heat props, there's a really important name that there are no props listed for yet. His name is James, Jimmy Butler, no props. Jimmy Butler was terrible in game four. He scored, what, six points on three of 14 shooting, I think. Um, Couldn't get to the line, couldn't do anything. Missed the second half of the previous game. To me, reading the tea leaves, no Butler on the props, no listing, bad game, had an injury before, weird line that I can't really account for. That makes me wonder if maybe there's something there and maybe we don't know if Butler either is injured and going to play through or injured and maybe not going to play at all. That's what do you think? Call. That's a good call. That would make sense. Like if Butler was out, that would explain the line. Um, because like, I care very much about being able to basically live with the bet. Like I care about like, what's the right bet right now. Right. <laughs> if everybody plays the right bet to me is the heat. You have a, you have the, the number one seed is a home dog in a series where they won two of the first three games. Like they haven't been outmatched in the series. They haven't been outclassed in the series. That has not been what really happened. If it's if Butler's out, and honestly, we talked about this on the, on the Monday episode. If you're if you're gonna bet the series, you need to wait until tip to make sure that you know who's playing and who's not. You got Hero with a groin injury. You've got Robert Williams with knee soreness. You've got Jimmy Butler with knee soreness. You got Kyle Lowry with a hamstring. You've got half of the Heat with questionable calf strains. You've got uh, Marcus Smart's ankle. You got all these type of things. Time Lord, factor it. Time Lord. Uh, yeah, uh, knee soreness. So you got all these things you kind of have to factor in. So you should wait. You're not going to get a bad number, I don't think. I don't. I do. We think there's any chance of this going in a direction that's bad. Either way that you want it, because if you weigh, uh, that's the way you need it. Um, <laughs> if, if, if you wait and you wait for Jimmy Butler to be announced out, this line, if we think it's already factoring that assumption in, then yeah, it moves it can't move to too much more. It, yeah, it moves. Yeah. It, they're, it, they're not. I don't think this number reflects that he's out. This number probably reflects the halfway point and let the yeah. market decide. So let's say this moves to two. Jimmy Butler's ruled out. It's four. You're still inside of two possessions. And yeah. a series has been mostly blowouts. I don't. I don't like the assumption of like. I want to. I want to ask this question, Brandon. Are you considering the alternate lines at all? No, I, I'm not really considering any lines right now because it, it's just. I think the series is close to a coin flip and I like Boston a lot, but we're best of three and Miami has two home games and Miami has been great at home. And I agree. I think the line on this game doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like the, the value on the line that we are getting has to be on Miami. I don't want to bet Miami. I don't yeah. trust Miami. I'm not going to play Miami, but I can't play Boston favorite on the road against a good home team with a good defense and all the shooting variants either side. Like here, I, got I can't find the value in Boston. I got a question for you. If you're playing Boston's team total over, doesn't that feel like a win considering that they tend to hit their team total over in their win? 
Glad you asked. So let me make the case. In the series, the Celtics have scored 102, 103, 107, 127. So they've gone over that three out of four. They went under it once by a half a point. And that was the game we just watched when there was like 700 minutes of garbage time. So they're averaging 110 points a game for the series. They're averaging 117 points a game on the road. And in the playoffs, Boston has gone over 102 and a half, 12 out of 15 games. So for me, I think if Boston wins, I'm easily over. That's, that's the easiest pick I ever made if Boston wins. And I think that if they lose, they still can get to 103, 105, 110 in that range and still lose. Because if they lose, it, you know, maybe Miami just won a rock fight. That's possible. But maybe they actually both showed up for once and we get a real game. And if that happened, I'm probably still going over. So that's the reason is this is a way for me to play the side I like better anyway, but get some extra outs. This is funny. Uh, I just looked up since January 1st when they became this amazing team on paper in their losses they average 102.8. Hmm. Can you switch the date? January 29th is the date when things really, really went crazy for them. Yeah. That's when, when I, whenever I yeah. cite the, the record and everything, January 29th is always the day. It's right after that Knicks loss on Thursday night. Yeah, and right um, before they smashed this Heat team. 104.4. Okay. So there you go. So uh, that's, I mean, uh, basically, like basically what that tells me is if the Celtics win, I'm almost certainly going to get this. If they lose, then I'm maybe 50-50 to still get it. You so, know, that's crude math, but that's why I like it. My biggest win last night was Jason Tatum over 38.5 points, rebounds, assists. We talked about that. That was a <laughs> Yeah, which you barely got over the line thanks to a little Miami push that got him back into the game. Yeah, but like also if Miami hadn't started. Yeah, no, you, were, you deserved it. You were right. Yeah. You still a, got lucky. <laughs> I, feel very, I feel very good about the call. Like, that was a very good bet by me. Like, it's not my fault that Miami literally did not hit a field goal the first nine minutes of the game. Like, this is kind of the thing is, even though I expect, okay, so here's the thing. Even if I expected Miami to have a game like this, not scoring anything for the first nine minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah. Was they had a so, point. It's they like, won. it was it's like I, I'm, expecting a, I'm, I'm expecting a bad outlier de- offensive performance from Miami. <laughs> my expectations, you were so low, but holy fuck. Like, that's what, exactly what happened to them. Was like I had literally expectations. The longest play, the longest drought ever to start a playoff game, but without a field goal ever, ever in the history of seventy-five years of basketball, whatever we have stats tracked for, ever. But that, that that, mind you, is just (laughs) that great, great Celtics defense. When the Heat, when the Celtics turned the ball over twenty-five times, Miami had nothing to do with that. Boston. See, I'm acknowledging that game two was outlier too. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Ta- I'm not digging at you. I'm digging at this. Is what I'm dealing with on social media. It's gotcha. like this. The narrative on in the media I consume, and like I saw a thing, a thing from Levitar talking about the ESPN coverage at halftime about mm-hmm. in a game that he were up 15, and they talked entirely about the Celtics and the momentum they had in a game that they wound up losing. It's weird to me. It's not like Miami's Memphis. If it's Memphis, I get it. If it's Minnesota, I get it. If it's Milwaukee or OKC, fine. But like. For whatever reason, everyone just wants to pretend like this Heat team doesn't exist. And it's very weird to me because I'm like, they won more games. Like, I understand since January 29th, they won more games. But look, here's the reason. Here's why people want to pretend the Heat don't exist. We have now watched five, six, four. We watched 15 Heat playoff games. 
Give me a moment that you remember from any of them. Give me a game that you enjoyed. This is why we don't want to remember that the Heat exists because we've watched 15 Heat playoff games and nothing about them has been memorable or taught us anything other than, oh, they made shots tonight, so they won. Oh, they missed shots, so they lost. That's what sucks about the Embiid injury is everyone just glosses over that because they were so good in that series. Like, I mean, I, look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think people are looking at this Heat team the same way people looked at the Atlanta Hawks, um, the Toronto Raptors, the, the Boston Celtics during LeBron's era. Hmm. They're looked at as a great regular season team who nobody just takes seriously enough to win the championship. Because, And, and I think that's unfair. I don't think they're that those teams at all. But that, I mean, I think that's how people are looking at them. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, just choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball or rebounds or stocks, whatever it is that you're into. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about the over-under on Sleeper is that's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. I have some real squares in my life that I'm looking forward to taking some money off of. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash buckets. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash buckets and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, what what is Miami one really except for three titles since 2006 and also made the finals in 2020? What, what have they really done? No, that's definitely that's definitely relevant to this mm-hmm. particular team. Well, no, but that's the point, though, is like when people talk yeah. about these, these teams. That it's a meaningful franchise and that they just were in the finals two years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we should be giving this franchise more respect than we're giving them. I agree with you on that. Yes. Like, it's like, yeah. like this team in particular, uh, I just kind of wind up being like, the reason that I, I was kind of high on them was because of their path, right? And a lot of it just gets down to this. The reason these are blowouts I'm not surprised these are blowout games. It's because it's the Spider-Man meme thing. The way I was talking, my wife was like, can you explain why these two teams are blowing each other out? And I said, yeah. I was like, imagine a scale. Okay. You got a scale and it goes up and down and you've weighted it perfectly with light objects. Okay. Uh Any pressure at all, which is shooting variance, you add anything, you add one rock and it gets completely out of whack. That's like what the how this is balanced because that shooting variance is what knocks us out of the scale because the starting point for these two teams is pretty even. It's fine to say the Celtics are better, but what I mean by that is they're both switch heavy, great defensive teams that are well coached, well executed, that don't have dominant interior players that have are led by perimeter wings that are the engines of their offense that both lack like a top level point guard. Cause Kyle Lowry is just like, honestly, the heat would probably be the pick to win the series. If Kyle Lowry was two years younger. Yeah. 
Like that to me is literally the difference in the series right now is if they had Kyle Lowry from 2020 and not Kyle Lowry from 2022, I think the heat would be better. Mm-hmm. That's really what's missing here. Okay. Conversely that. though, we've now had two games without Marcus smart. We missed Al Horford for a game. We missed Robert Williams for a game and a half. We've missed a half of Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know, it's just nothing, nothing on the other side. Two games if, of, if two, Boston, two games of Kyle Lowry. You're right. I forgot Kyle Lowry and a game of Tyler hero. So it's certainly not nothing on Miami's side. Yeah. If these teams were full strength and actually healthy, do you still think that it would be 2-2? Matt, you still think it'd be 2-2, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I don't. Raheem, do you think it'd be 2-2? That was your prediction before the series. Yeah, I thought it would be 2-2. A key difference between these teams is that Boston, when healthy, when they have their actual defense out there, their two-point defense has absolutely murdered Miami. The, the Heat shot on twos in game four, 16 of 54 on two-pointers. That is below 30%. I just can't take anything seriously from game four, man. I just, I, I, but I that's not it. just game four. That's, that's like, you, you're not taking anything seriously from game four, but it has to be a data point when the Celtics didn't even play that well. The Celtics shot themselves below 40% from the field. They shot 24% on threes and they won. They were up by like 30 for most of the game yeah, the because the defense games. is that good. Eh. I think a lot of this, what I have kind of found is you and I's estimation of Marcus Smart, I think is the differential. I think that's, I, I actually think that that one entry point is hmm. where you and I differ. Explain, because I really disagree with that, but I'm curious what you mean. I think that you rank Marcus Smart as extremely impactful on both ends. But he didn't play yesterday. Yeah, I know, which is like, but you said fully healthy. Like, that's what I'm trying to estimate over the course of this. Like, again, Brandon, game four was the Heat were always going to lose that game. I really don't give a shit what, what the Celtics did. That's fine. You can, you can think I'm wrong on this, but that's like where I'm yeah. at is like, I'm sorry that Miami didn't hit a field goal for the first nine minutes. <laughs> and, well, and yeah, the, the Celtics deserve credit. I'm not saying the Celtics don't deserve credit. I'm not saying the Celtics defense isn't, isn't incredible because it is. I, again, this is all about when we're talking about here is we're talking about like very slight degrees. It's that like you talk about them as if they're the O four Pistons, and I'm like they're really good, and they're not. This is not one of the best defenses I've ever seen. I, I think, I think the mo- the way the modern game is played, I think it's possible that they're one of the best defenses we've seen. Like they're never going to compare to the Pistons because it was a different game at that time, and it, and a different like you only had to defend like half the amount of space that teams are defending these days. So I, I don't know how we can compare. I wouldn't compare them to the 2016 those. Warriors or 2015 Warriors, not 16. 16 was worse. 15 yeah. Warriors. So uh, la, la, I to, mean, were they even better than Marcus, the 2019 Raptors or like, <laughs> no, we're talking about good teams. Uh, go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> to answer the Marcus smart thing. We talked about this, Matt, you and I on the last podcast for this one, you made a big thing on Marcus smart for me. It's Robert Williams. Boston got their defensive player of the year back mm. in game four and their defense yeah. looked good again. Daniel Tice. I love this take played nine minutes in a 20 point win and was minus 11 on the court for the series. Daniel Tice, my man is now minus 47 in 46 minutes for the series. The Celtics are losing by more than a point per minute when he plays on the court, when he's off there plus 75. Let me ask you this. Marcus smart didn't play. We kind of forgot. Like it was the third quarter. I was like, oh, right. Smart's not even in this game right now. 
if Daniel Tice starts that game instead of Robert Williams, is there any chance, any chance in the world that Miami does not score a field goal in the first nine minutes? Yes. I, I disagree. I, I mean, th- that's how bad the heat offense is at times. I understand this heat team and I love them for their, for their weaknesses. And I know just how bad their offense can be. Like that's how crappy their offense literally can be. I don't, I, I agree, but it's, it is Miami's offense can be that bad. And Boston's defense can be that good. And they both happen simultaneously to create a once in history thing that happened. That's why uh, I still can't bet on Boston here because I still need to see Robert Williams went out injured again. I need to see if he actually plays in game five. Well, let me, well, let me ask you that then. If they announce that Robert Williams is going to play, will you bet Celtics on the side or are you just going to stick with the team total? That's a good question. Um, I guess I, <laughs> this feels like a cop-out. I don't mean it to be, but there are so many other injuries. Like I need to see the whole injury picture. I guess if, if Williams plays, Butler is in, whoever else. Um, is, am I assuming smart is playing for the, like that? There, there are so many variables. I don't know a good answer to that, but yeah, for the series, out. Robert Williams for the series, when he's on Celtics have 105 defensive rating and 160 offensive rating. He has been a huge change for the team on both ends. And he has been that important for them. Uh, Rod, what, what I love about this is you realize what he's doing. He is taking, he's going back to, I should have won my defensive player of the year, Robert Williams. <laughs> Oh, like man. no, that's what he's doing. Is I'm he's not just, doing that. He's I should have won my defensive player of the year. I should have won my defensive player of the year bet for Draymond Green. We all should have won that oh, one. I'm still salty about that. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I, none of us are are excited to bet this game. Like, yes. we can be honest about that. It's okay. Like, we break down these games and we'll bet it because we're degenerates. Like, I I will like I will bet Heat and I will cry when they lose, but I will not feel bad <laughs> that it's the wrong side because I'm getting the number one seed at home. I will tell you for props, uh, if Jimmy Butler plays, and it's like, yeah, but if he plays, he's, if there's any question, he's probably not 100%. I will play the Jimmy Butler overs. I will be on points, rebounds, assist over 100%. Hmm. I think that yeah. he and Tatum are, again, Spider-Man meme. I think Butler has these games where he plays like garbage, and then I think he'll bounce back, and I think he'll have a really good game five, and everyone, once again, will be like, man, what is wrong with the Celtics? On ESPN first take this morning, we debate. Do the Celtics need to fix their turnover problems or do they just need better luck? Also, I, like, I, I think the thing that makes this series so tough, it's like we're looking at a game. Look, game four, the Celtics shot 39%. And they won by 20. So it's just like there's so many outlier performances throughout this series that it's hard to know what to take from it. And it's just like the biggest thing I'm coming to the conclusion is this. To me, the Celtics at their best are better than the Heat at their best. And I think that's why I kind of have to roll with the Celtics, just because when you look at this series. When have the Heat looked look their best in the series? When have the Heat looked their best ever? Well, what is the Heat best other than the, just, oh, they made Other than the third quarter of, of game threes. one and the first half of game yeah. three. And it's just like, it just feels like we're getting both teams playing at the, the top and the bottom of their range. Yeah. I think if we get a game that's the best of both of them, though, you it's going to like that game is a defensive battle because both these defenses are really good. Like these are and, two really in a defensive teams. battle. I trust the, the Celtics to have just have more weapons to outsport their opponent. Like, and, like, and I look at that. See, I look at that, Raheem, and I go, I go back to the turnovers thing, which again, conveniently, you've just decided mm-hmm. to ignore that. Them. That's fair. That, that's definitely um, fair. 
but like that's kind of been the thing is I think this team I've I gotten a lot of shit with Celtics fans for saying they needed a floor general because they love smart so much. And I'm just like, you need somebody to calm the team down. They have these periods where they don't know how to basketball guys. Like they don't know how to basketball. The heat have times when they don't know how to shoot. They don't know how to like create offense because of a number of factors. Again, I think Lowry's a lot of this, Um, by the way, big problems next round versus the warriors uh, on both of these. I'm my confidence in Boston over golden state is withering by the day. Like, that's honestly a part of it is like Brandon seems to be getting more confident in Boston as the playoffs go along. And I am becoming less confident. Like I see a lot of cracks in this veneer. Like to me, they have a lot of times when they just fall apart. They have a lot of time. Like, okay, you got all of this. You got all the shooting variants from Miami, which meant you had all those rebounds and opportunities and you couldn't, you couldn't crack 40% from the field. Yeah. I mean, my, you, you, you my your team total over, which I bet. Yeah, well, I didn't bet that one. So I did. That's on you. No, I did. <laughs> I, I, my confidence in Boston is not growing as much as my confidence in the other teams not being as good as I thought they could be is growing. Like my confidence in Boston is this is still the team Wait, that they seem the to be. The Heat are worse than you thought they were because you didn't think they were good to start. The Heat are worse. The Suns were worse. The Warriors are worse. The, my confidence in Boston has been they're good enough and the other teams I feel less and less confident about. Wow. Cause you already thought they sucked before the series. So you think that they're worse after being up to one. Yeah. I, I don't wow. really, I don't really think that the heat are worse. I, as, as Don Draper would say, I don't really think about the heat at all. If Miami just, wins this series, Brandon's just going to go into the next series and be like, I'm taking Celtics for this game. He's just going to pretend the heat never <laughs> won. I'm going to take Celtics and Bucks futures. Okay, so I have have a question for you guys. We're looking at the Celtics plus 260 to win the NBA title. We're looking at the Heat at plus 440 to win the NBA title. Um, If the Celtics were to lose tonight, Brandon, are you on the Celtics to win the title? That's a good question. I will need to see the number. I looked at futures for this to, to say, okay, should I be recommending futures right now? Because I've been saying the whole time that I think Boston is, is a tier above and I like Boston's physicality against Golden State. Here's the thing I realized. For right now, Boston future is not a great play. I, I think there is a tiny slight advantage on the number here. Yes, you with the hands. I have to talk. I have to, I have to, I'm sorry. I've got to wait. We literally said on Monday, we had this exact talking point and you said, I was wrong that the Celtics are a tier above. I don't remember saying that. You go. I'm pulling it up. Okay. Okay. The problem is, I think Boston, I think there is a slight advantage to the number. I did the math on it, it, but it's small. It's not enough for me to bet, especially while there are still the injuries, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, et cetera. It's a weird spot where if Boston wins this game tonight, if they win game five, we, Raheem, you and I both would feel very good about Boston closing out at home in game six, I'm sure. Yeah, Matt would would lose betting Miami again. Uh, the Celtics <laughs> would win, and the Celtics would then get a week off before the finals. The, the Warriors will still be more arrested, but the Celtics would get a badly needed week, and I would feel much better about them. Here's what I realized, though. I think the series goes long, even if it doesn't go seven. We know it's going at least six at this point, and the Warriors will be at home in Game One as a favorite and we know how awesome golden state is in game one at home we know how good they are early in series i think there is a very strong chance that i can just wait till after game one and get whichever one of these teams happens to be there at a nice juicy plus number 
The Warriors are going to be favored going into the series. They'll be more favored after winning game one at home. And they have to be. They should be. So I think to me, I'm, I can just wait for that spot and have the, the information surplus because now I know, is, is Marcus Smart even going to play again in the playoffs? Is Time Lord still an everyday yes or no sort of thing? Is, is the Tatum thing lingering? So uh, that for me, that's the future's answer. I will consider it if they go down this one and we get a really long number. But now you have to win two games in a row against a quality Miami team. You have to win a game seven on the road and you have to overcome your thing, Raheem, which is back-to-back game seven victories and the attrition that comes with it and then beat the Warriors still. That's, that's a hefty ask. So I would need a pretty tasty number on it. Matt, did you find a, I, I see your eyes this whole time. I see you looking. So, Rai, you actually have the Warriors as dogs in the finals versus the Celtics yeah. matchup? Yeah, I have, to, I have to admit, as dogs. Okay, do you, not, do you not see any sort of concern with this? Like, do you not I do look see, at this I mean, look, I'm, I'm, just, look, I'm talking about from a numbers perspective. Um, from a basketball perspective right now, I, I don't think you can put the, the Warriors as dogs. But Yeah, like, I, I think, look, a lot for me is I just, I don't know. Um, here, here's what I've seen. They go seven with a Bucks team without Chris Middleton. Okay. Not like that. You you laugh, Brandon, but like what? No, I mean you're you're right. You're absolutely right. It's just that we we keep coming back to it. You're absolutely right. It took them seven games to beat a team missing a top three player on the team and it, and a Celtics killer. You're right. Yeah. And then they lose game one. They win game two. They lose game three at home. They win game four, which. I like we expected them to win. I had Celtics money line. Like I don't see where Boston has been this. Like I don't know how you look at it too. If they're the team that we talked about them being, why are they not up three one right now? I mean, because in game one they came off for of game seven and they were missing both Horford and Smart, so that was basically a giveaway game. And game two, I mean, they kind of shot lights out. I, like, it all comes down to game three. And I don't know what the hell happened in game three. <laughs> yeah, and uh, for me, Matt, I think, you know, you and I have done like the title tiers thing. And I think where you're saying is th- these teams, the Warriors, the Heat, the Celtics, they're all kind of in that top tier together. They're, they don't have, no one has that extra gear that they go to enough times to separate. I think that's kind of what you're saying. What I'm saying is, I'm agreeing that there's not a top, top tier team. Like we don't have that, whatever the title tier team that you and I want to see, we just don't have it this season. We don't. And I'm not saying the Celtics are that team. I'm not saying the Celtics are that team. Here's what I am saying though. I think the Celtics are in the next tier down, which you do too. I just don't think the heat of the warriors have proven that they are. I think that they're another tier below that. Last thing I want to say on the futures, I don't think there's value because even when they lost game three, the number didn't move to a point where I liked, I wanted to bet Celtics. Yeah. Like the books are, the books agree with you. The books are like, no, no, no. The Celtics are still way better. They're going to win the series. Like the only thing I can really find here to be value is warriors over heat. That's the only thing I can really find to have value right now. Mm. And I don't really want to bet that because as I talked about on Monday, I still think the Celtics are better. I just disagree with the gap between the two teams where I don't think they should be dogs at home. That's all. All right, so yeah. best bets. Ra's going to take the Celtics uh, with a number that he doesn't think is accurate. Um, and then Brandon's going to take the team over for the Celtics at a very low number, which I think is a really good bet. It's a really great bet mm. by Brandon. Uh, I will very lightly bet the Heat. No plays on totals? Um, 
Okay, I wanted to go he... under until I saw the total. Yeah, it's so low. <laughs> it's so low. I think it's a stay away because the number is so low. Uh, Just, I like Jimmy Butler to... overs if he plays. Brandon, you got a prop real quick? Yeah, my daily Jalen Brown props. Keep riding. Jalen Brown over six and a half rebounds. He's over on four for four this series, especially if Robert Williams is out. You definitely want that one. Over on two and a half threes. We didn't get that one in game four, but he is six of seven on that one against the Heat for the season. Nine of his last 11 against them. And I got to go back to the well again. Jalen Brown, 13 to one to win conference finals MVP at FanDuel. That number is just too long. He leads the Celtics in scoring. He leads them in rebounds. He is ahead of Jason Tatum on a field goal and three-point percent. He has eight fewer turnovers. He's in position. Like Tatum, I would make Tatum a favorite over Brown, especially after game four. Like he definitely would win if the series ended right now. But 13 to one is too long. We're down to three games, maybe two here. And I think that he's still going to be in play there. Uh, also, some rebounding props, like the, the series rebounding. Jalen leads the series in rebounding. You can bet that at DraftKings or FanDuel at long numbers. So I'm still taking the Jalen Brown props. All right, it's going to wrap it up for Buckets. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Well, we might be back tomorrow. We'll see what happens. We might be back tomorrow. Uh, we'll see what happens with Warriors and Mavericks. We record this on a Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Download the Action Network app. We'll see you guys again next time. Let's get Buckets. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.